0: Welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris and I'm Jake. Hope that you had a great week and happy Friday, everybody.
1: TGIF.
0: Yeah, we've got a great news episode for you guys today. I know we haven't done news in a little while because there's just been so much other stuff going on. That's we've right. We've got a news packed episode. We're going to talk about a few different things. But before we get to that, we want to remind everybody to go over to patreon.com slash overcrest. These news episodes are sponsored and brought to you by our patrons. That's and right. And lots of new people are signing up. We really love that. We're going to have a exclusive episode up for you guys next week. Uh, we're rec- going to record that a week from today. I'm not sure what that's going to be yet. I don't know if Jake knows what that... Do you know what you're going to do?
1: I have two stories I'm going through. What are
0: they? Can you tell me?
1: So one is this really cool... It's like a conspiracy theory about light bulb companies.
0: Okay. That okay. sounds really weird. But <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay.
1: And the other one is I'm looking into automotive camouflage. And ah, it's like,
0: yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one I think is going to be really, really cool. I hope we so, talk about the ships. That's yes, for sure going to be talking yeah, about the, the ships. Yeah, the ships out in the sea in World War II. I really look and forward And Zebras. To that. Yeah, so um, the first, I don't know why this one's first, but we'll go for it. Um, Yeah. We were, I was looking through some of the news articles and everything like that, and then I saw this article about a microwave ignition. Yeah. Okay, well, I've ignited a few things in the microwave. (laughs) Like, have you blown up anything in the microwave? Have you ever put the... Oh, yeah,
1: when you accidentally put, like, a metal dish in there.
0: You're not thinking... Have you ever put Easy Mac in the microwave? No water? Also microwave ignition. That's, uh, that counts as a fire. You can set it on fire if you oh, quit. Oh, I did I've, not know that. I've done that before. Uh, I even had Easy Mac in You ever put years. the CDs in the... Well, when you have kids someday, you'll understand. Easy <laughs> so you ever put a CD in the microwave and you turn it on and it cracks the CD and it turns all like...
1: No. Isn't there another one too where you cut a grape in half and put it upside down and it like sparks between it?
0: Ooh, I haven't tried that one yet. Yeah. sounds like science experiments yeah. with like, with microwaves. <laughs> That's just exactly what we want to do. But I've never heard of uh, microwave ignition. So I, was, I said, Jake, look up what microwave ignition is so and we I can did. figure out what it is. Because it says it's supposed to save... Um, the article was all like, "Oh, it's gonna be like thirty percent extra savings on fuel economy." I'm like, "Okay, I need to know more right. about microwave ignition." Yes,
1: yeah, so it's the brainchild of automotive engineer Armin Galatz in Germany. Okay, course. so is
0: he a current person, or is this some another no, no, Nazi no, no. this scheme? is this is this is. This, this is, is now. This, this is, is now, okay.
1: Current as of Seems like everything
0: miraculous out of Germany happened in the Nazi era, so it's nope, good to find out something doesn't. Hopefully
1: he's not a Nazi. Uh, his company, MWI, which is Microwave
0: Ignition, aptly <laughs> named. Yeah, that's, about, that's a very German name for the company. <laughs> we should name the company exactly what we do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they're researching
1: and developing a completely new internal combustion engine ignition system. So spark plugs, it turns out, is... Actually, a surprisingly inefficient way to burn fuel in
0: cylinders. Well, that we know that because we know that diesel is so much more efficient. Right. Which that's is just. That's
1: compression ignition.
0: Which almost seems like that could be because it burns all the fuel at once when you have compression ignition. Right. It's just like, boom. It all just ignites at the same time. Right. Maybe spontaneous
1: combust- combustion, basically. Yes. Yeah, so maybe that's more
0: pressure. like uh, whenever I hear spontaneous combustion, I think of a human spontaneously combusting.
1: That's not a real thing, is it? I.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we should look that up. Is too. that another history
1: episode? <laughs> yeah, <just> People <laughs> spontaneously combusting? That can't be a real thing. No. So what happens when you use a spark plug is roughly 80% of the combustion is completed before useful mechanical work can be done.
0: Is that because we have timing advance? So basically you have like when you're running at wide open throttle, you're at higher RPM, you're probably depending on your car at like 30 degrees of advance, which right. means that the the spark is coming 30 degrees before top dead, top center. dead center which is because it needs to start burning
1: before it's ready to push basically
0: exactly. explaining that it's inefficient because right. if it was efficient it would just happen instantly at right. top dead center which is what you want but the actual burning of the fuel begins i mean we're talking if you think about you ever sit in your car and it's just idling and you're sitting there and you're, and you're thinking away? about
1: how quickly those pistons are everything's moving? just
0: like ah <laughs> like up in the engine compartment, just like zooming everywhere. The belts are all over the place. The pistons. Just think about it. If you could see yourself in your car driving, there's a cross section. Uh-huh. Everything's going, ah, and the pistons are going all over the place. 30 degrees is nothing in terms of yeah. time. time. In terms of our mm-hmm. time, it's, it's well, really yeah, nothing. Well, yeah,
1: even like when you're idling, you have a timing light. If you ever timing your car, you're like, wow, that's one cylinder. It's flashing that quickly. Yeah,
0: one, one. Wow. So you have 30 degrees of advance on every cylinder with the fuel. And that's happening. But here's the thing. It adds up. Like that, that fuel that's being burned before it can be actually used to. It's not doing any work. It's not doing work. It's igniting it so that you can get. Uh, a little bit more power, I guess, because it ha- otherwise it doesn't all ignite properly. Right. And then it just doesn't happen at the time that it needs to happen.
1: Yeah. So I'll go back to the article here so we can actually learn. The critical lag time that you're talking about there, that is a transition between, quote, laminar and turbulent stages of combustion, and the cylinders heat up and emit more pollutants when that's happening. So to eliminate
0: the lag... That's why you get more heat when you run more timing advance, I suppose.
1: Yeah, you're right yeah. because it's sitting there burning longer before the piston moves out of the way. So to eliminate that lag, you can trigger an all-at-once burn, effectively one big turbulent stage. And engineers have tried to light the fire with other quote matches. They've done laser ignition,
0: ionized gas ignition. What does the rotary engine do? That uh, that the, still
1: uses spark plugs. It, is it okay? I thought yeah. it was like
0: some sort of crazy spark plug situation in the in the rotary race car. The Oh, the 7DC? No, yeah. no, okay. that's
1: just standard. Um, they've also used corona ignition, which is some sort of electrical field. Or, in the case of older Porsches, as we know, twin plug ignitions. So you basically have two points of flame front versus just a single plug. But pulsed microwaves are supposed to be the best
0: yet. I was told by my grandmother that you cannot stand close to a microwave. You're not supposed to watch the food cook in the microwave because it's going to oh, melt your brain. I think that's
1: false, Chris. <laughs> your microwave <laughs> is a Faraday cage. We've been over this. That's true. Yeah,
0: so it basically That's As is your car, so you're going to be extra safe.
1: Hopefully. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Unless it's carbon fiber and then you're screwed. Yes. (laughs) So yeah, using microwaves ignites all of the fuel all at once throughout the cylinder, not just in a single spot. MWI claims that the optimal case, it can save 30% of fuel with smaller gains already realized in testing one and two cylinder engines. So that means a similar cut in carbon dioxide emissions, cooler cylinder temperatures, and there's actually going to be measurable cuts in nitrogen oxide emissions because that's from hot burning gases. And the microwave ignition can work with existing engine designs. You're basically just adding another component on top of your cylinder heads, and it can use with any fuel, gasoline, so diesel, biofuel. So basically what you're going to do is you need some sort of
0: sequential uh, injector spraying then because is the microwave thing just going to go and just like microwave the whole engine? or is it going to be individual microwave pods inside each cuz if it works with an existing <laughs> microwave engine microwave
1: pods I don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm
0: assuming it's going to be like because individual on each cylinder okay but is, does it does need to be because I don't know. if you had if you had sequential um fueling yeah. you could just go <laughs> And you could just spray the fuel in that one, then turn the microwave on for a second. So
1: you're you're just imagining like a microwave sitting on top of an engine, basically,
0: and you just turn on the
1: microwave, and the whole thing just gets
0: microwaved. You microwave the whole engine, but there's only (laughs) there's. (laughs) There's only that fuel. Makes zero cents. There's only fuel. I, I I'm just
1: picturing like an old V8, right? And then a microwave. You're opening the door and you're just setting it <laughs> face down on top just, of the engine. Here's and you're like, my thought. Yeah,
0: just, just turn the microwave on. Here's my thought is that there's there's only fuel in one <laughs> cylinder. Uh-huh. You, otherwise, how are you getting the microwaves into the? <laughs> 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 how are you getting the microwaves into the cylinder? Is my question. I'm sure there's some sort of microwave emitter where a spark plug would be. So,
1: but. Chris, I don't know enough about how microwaves actually, like, are created.
0: Okay. But I'm assuming there's going to be individual microwave emitters. Do you know why the food heats up when you have it in the microwave?
1: Yeah, you're, like, you're exciting all the electrons. You're
0: vibrating all the molecules that's basically in the water of the... Of, of the food, <laughs> right? You know, right, it yeah, makes that noise. That's yeah. that's the that's your food being microwaved and and turned as as we all know is false now, but it's like radi- radiating, not irradiating, but like. Well, it is technically radiation, it's just not Microwave radiation. radiation, yeah. Exactly. It's not because Chernobyl.
1: light is technically a radiation type as well. True. So, so
0: basically we have little microwave spark plugs. Sure, that's what I'm picturing. Okay, that sounds more reasonable than some sort of microwave device. I, where you just take a microwave,
1: over. you open the door, you put it on top of your engine, you just turn it on for 30 seconds and you're good to go. Yeah. Exactly. Is that what you're telling me? Okay. Yeah. No, so what's also interesting, so this article is originally from... The end of 2018, December 2018, and they said that they're moving into test vehicle phases and is reportedly uh, partnering with Auto Autotech, which is a team in the Porsche Super Cup racing series. So the GT3 oh, okay. Cup cars. So do they, supposedly, do they use this? well, I haven't heard anything since 2018. I tried to like follow up on this story, so no,
0: no, I, the- sh-
1: I, I haven't heard of this car being out there. This working, so it doesn't look like that has happened. However, keep in mind that manufacturers today, they spend millions of dollars on, like, tweaking technologies that gives you increases of, like, 2%. So even if this microwave ignition is only, like, half as efficient as they're expecting, it'd still be a huge gain.
0: Right, because at this point we're we're at the... Like the diminishing turn returns area now, right? Where the the combustion engine is, there's really we're really squeezing as much as we can with turbos and and twin charging and E85 and like direct injection and all these different things that we're trying to do to to gain huge fuel economy or use fuels that aren't fossil fuels. All these different right. things. There's really not that much left to try, so we might as well just microwave our fuel. <laughs> I guess that's I guess that's yes, that, that's where exactly. we're at. All right. So finally, we're getting a manual transmission Supra. Okay. Is this your ride? I see. yeah, you want to go for a ride with me? She said, no, I want to drive. It. I see. can you drive stick? She said, I can learn if you teach me. <laughs> I have no all idea right. what that's from. That's okay. You don't have to. I'm, what I'm going to do is if everybody guesses all the movie clips in this episode, I will send you a T-shirt. Okay. okay. see, I got to be able to judge. So, <laughs> one car that we n- have not had a manual transmission in uh-huh. is the new Supra. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's an eight-speed automatic transmission. You get the two-liter, four-cylinder, I which is like 250 horsepower, 250 I
1: didn't care much about the car, so I guess I never knew you couldn't get it with a manual.
0: Why didn't you care that much about the car? I don't know. Yeah. It was ugly. It, it was is just not, a it, There's a lot going on visually with the car. And yeah, it did, it did kind of suck that it wasn't Toyota's own thing. but they're putting a manual transmission in it, which is cool. So back at the start of the year, Toyota admitted it had tested manual versions of the Supra, but there was no official word on it going into production. Well, it appears that the conversation has gained some momentum based on a report by the Japanese publication MagX, which is a very Japanese-sounding
1: Yes, it is.
0: According to the magazine, a manual gearbox is under preparation for the Supra, which is the clearest sign yet that the fans will soon be able to roll their own gears. Now, this is great because... When you have a car that's a sports car, not having a manual transmission option for it, in my mind, is low for it's bad for morale <laughs> It's for the morale of the car. You should be able to okay. cho- you should be able to choose. Not being able to choose means there's a lot of people that probably didn't buy a Supra because right. it didn't come with a manual transmission. Yeah. And of course, um, it's going to be. Slower than the Flappy Pal gearbox automatic sure, transmission, right. eight but speed. that's not what it's about. It's not what it's about it's driver anymore. engagement, Chris. It's not what it's about anymore at all. There's so many fast cars out there. There's, I mean, obviously everybody looks at the numbers and they get all masturbatory over <laughs> zero to sixty, this and and oh my god, this and oh my god, that and the, 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 the skid pad and oh does uh, does the Stig drive fast with it? What's the time? But when it all really comes down to it, it's a. Do you think you will look cool driving the car? Do you think other people will think you look right. cool driving right. the car. And do you enjoy the driving experience of the car? It's those two things. That's it. That's really what it comes down to. And the first one, which is, do other people think you look cool driving the car, is a lot of times based on the general perception, the perception of the car. Right. And not having a manual transmission available. Lowers that perception. Lowers the morale yep. of that yep. vehicle.
1: That's that's not on the cool wall.
0: Yeah. Well, it's in the middle. It's not like Frozen. <laughs> they never should have gotten rid of the cool wall. That was. We should bring back the cool wall and have an uh, overcrust cool wall.
1: I Yeah, but I never understood the cool wall is confusing because then is something hot? Is that not cool at well, all so that's put, cool? They
0: would put it farther over on the wall. They had the line in the middle. They had cool, not cool. and Then they had the hot, and it was like way over, like off the edge. Right, but this.
1: hot sounds like it should be good.
0: Like, oh, that's a hot car. Yeah, that was good. And then cold was on the far left, and that was like sub-zero, cold. This thing sucks, right? Wasn't it?
1: But then it, I thought cool was also referring to the temperature. Like, it, oh, it's cool. Right. It's like, it's frozen. It's so cool.
0: Maybe I don't remember how it works. I don't either. Maybe we better, we just, figure, out we better figure, out, <laughs> figure out our own. Figure out our top gear history. How about it's just, yeah. The yeah wall? <laughs> um, like, how long is the, how many yeah. H's? How many H's are there? <laughs> yeah, I like that. Better. All right.
1: So, I have a headline for you, Chris. Okay. Audi admits it is literally years behind Tesla. So the automaker is targeting 2020 sales of 40,000 e-tron models after selling 17,000 in the first six months. And this Doosman guy conceded that Tesla has a huge technological lead in several areas. Quote, currently Tesla has larger batteries because their cars are built around the batteries and Audi can't do that. Tesla is two years ahead in terms right. of computing and software architecture as well. So this
0: is not surprising because it's not
1: surprising, but
0: it's like everything Audi and Volkswagen, I guess every manufacturer that exists out there right now, the only reason they're doing any of this because of is because Tesla uh, changed the dimension of what buyers expect and what journalists expect and what the market expects right now. So they're all playing catch up. It's not really it's not really that surprising.
1: No, it's not a big news uh, thing. It's just interesting that. Yep. They said they're two years.
0: So you said that uh, Audi can't design their cars around batteries. What did you mean by that when you said... Well, they need to
1: develop a whole new platform for it. That's what all their e-tron stuff is. They can't take an A4 right now and just, like, cut out the floor and put a battery in it.
0: Correct. That's probably why something like the e-Golf only has 120-mile range because they said, well, I guess how many batteries can we fit where the gas tank goes, and it's this many.
1: Which, we have another story coming up on
0: batteries that'll be really interesting. All right. So, Mercedes is going to have front-facing airbags. Okay. In the rear for the rear passengers, isn't that a thing already? It is not a thing. Really? They are the first. They were actually the first manufacturer to give this to to, the, to human beings. They they airbags. Came up, yeah, they came up with this idea that was their that was their thing, and they made made an option for people. Anyway, more details on the safety tech fitted to the upcoming 2021 Mercedes Benz S Class. So your passengers will only be safe if you're rich. Uh, <laughs> key among them, in addition to the announced rear frontal airbags, is also a 48 volt active suspension system. Now we talked about I think Audi. Might have been the one that pioneered this. I don't remember. Basically, it's, um, it, it has the ability to instantaneously raise the body of the car by 80 millimeters okay. in moments, which I guess is how many inches is that? Like five or six inches, 80 millimeters? Why do we want hey to do sir, this? What's, because it raises the the impact zone of where you're going to get oh. hit. Oh. Yeah. Uh, how,
1: how fast does that
0: raise up then? Instant. This stuff is instant. This is can a, we
1: hack this software-wise so it, you can make the car jump? Then you, well,
0: yes. I don't right? see why like not. Low
1: riders on hydraulics.
0: We're only talking about eighty millimeters, so I don't think it's going to be. Lifting yeah, but if your, it's that fast, I bet it. I
1: bet it. will hop.
0: The tra- well, I bet Let's it would make this too. Thing I, I, I bet it probably would. So a front center airbag is also going to be fitted to the new S-Class, protecting the true front occupants from each other in case of an accident. So oh, it goes in the middle between, right. so you guys don't knock melons together. And you know, what
1: would be great is if you could activate that, like, add a regular button, just like you're super annoyed by the person. Fine. inflatable wall it. goes up
0: now. You're having a fight with your wife. Well, I don't know where you want to go to get... <laughs> 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 We're going to five, guys. I don't care. <laughs> the big thing in the, in the middle of the car. I like um, it. The rear airbags... Oh, sorry. Well, so, rear side and curtain airbags are already available on most new cars. This right. is the first time an airbag has provided frontal protection to two rear occupants on a production vehicle.
1: So are the airbags. I assume they're coming out of the, f- the back of the front seats.
0: They're, the, it looked like from a, what I saw from the design is that, you know, you have that little pocket that little that holds your magazines. Right. That nobody ever that, has magazines. You never put them in there. Um, that, it comes out from slightly around that area or underneath that. comes. Well, there up. goes
1: your magazines.
0: Yeah, you're not going to have magazines or <laughs> iPad storage. The 1993 Nissan President offered an airbag for the rear left passenger, typically the most important document in a chauffeured vehicle. Um the rear airbags, airbags will be used in conjunction with the Mercedes-Benz belt bag, in which smaller what? airbags built into the seat belts inflate in case of an accident. So I've never really been in a serious accident before. Yeah. But a lot of people they'll get um, Yeah, you get bruised. You get bruised because not only does it uh the impact of it hurt your chest, but it actually cinches down. Right. It pulls of cars into have you the and, tensioners. Yeah the tensioner that was like, and it just sucks you down and you, It
1: doesn't you, go zink. It goes
0: Zhink. Yeah I guess that, that was an that, explosive was a slow, charge. that was a slow motion oh, okay. sound Zhink. Um uh, due to low demand the airbag seatbelt currently is only available on the Mercedes Maybach Limousine. Ah. So this was first seen on the experimental safety features concept car of 2019 called the ESF. The rear airbags, the air, the rear airbags use a tubular design rather than the traditional bag fitted to steering wheel. So it's okay. kind of like this. Like if you ever seen a kiddie pool that has like the tube <laughs> like the tubes that go around the outside and yeah. then the floor of it's flat, it seems kind of like that where the tubes come up, connect at the top. And then oh. you kind of go into the, like the, the trampoline, into the kiddie pool, into the right mm-hmm. into the kiddie pool. Um, so I'm just wondering if what we seemed like we need to be able to transition directly to the demolition man. I was period.
1: wondering when we were going to get to this. Yeah, just finally doing now. I thought your life force had been prematurely terminated. Yeah, I thought I was just you too. What the hell happened? All of a sudden, this car turned into a cannoli. It's secure foam, and it saved your life. Look secure at you, you're in shambles. I don't. <laughs> secure
0: <laughs> foam. Well,
1: yeah, because it's going to pretty soon be like every single space is filled up by airbags. So it's basically Why just. Why not just secure the foam? The thing is, is
0: that you have this. It's funny when you see him like crash, he's like jumping through like this huge window or whatever. And you see the foam, which is clearly just like soapy water, like super yeah. soapy foam, shooting out of the vents. <laughs> but the thing is, is if you. Fill the whole car up with foam, yeah. it makes it rigid. So the entire impact is in- transferred instantly to your body, which would be really, really bad.
1: If it's closed cell foam, I think open cell foam could add some cushioning force.
0: Yeah, You're probably right, but how do we get the... That volume of foam instantly... Instantly into the car and then have it harden and turn to... Open cell foam. It, <laughs> we're talking I about think we're a few science years fiction out. technology. Well, this yeah. was... In this future, you couldn't even say shit without getting a ticket. So that just goes to say this is a long time in the future.
1: So Toyota has developed a working prototype of its long-promised solid-state batteries that are operating in running concept vehicles. And the company remains on track for, quote, limited production of them by 2025. So solid-state batteries, which replace liquid electrolyte with a solid are seen by some as the holy grail of electric vehicle technology. They have the potential for higher energy density and range, of course, uh, greater safety because apparently they don't explode, faster recharging, longer lifespan, in addition to being less prone to problems with extreme temperature, which we have here in Minnesota.
0: Right, because if you buy a Tesla here or a Nissan Leaf or anything else, your your battery capacity when it's zero degrees is already down twenty percent just right. because of the temperature.
1: Yeah. So Toyota had been talking about solid state batteries for like the last decade, but appears to have backed off on some of its more ambitious goals. Its current it's, goal is reported to develop a battery that hangs on to more than ninety percent of its original performance over as long as thirty years, which I don't we've even ever even had car batteries. No, we don't even really moment. know
0: what the the real because we. I've seen articles that talk about the degradation of the Tesla batteries that go down 30%, 35% right. over however many miles based on how many times you charge it, blah, 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 blah. But we don't really know. We don't have that much we data. We don't have yet. 30 years of data. That's for exactly.
1: Sure. So Toyota developed these prototype cells shaped like plates that are about the size and thickness of a th- like thin spiral notebook and charge from zero to full in less than 15 minutes.
0: Wow. So there's I mean, so I mean, we're kind of where that, we're kind of at 15 minutes now with the fast charging, aren't we? I don't think so. Aren't we so. charging to 80, 90% within 15 minutes? I think we are, I but that's it was 20 minutes. But that's with like a huge, you know, 800 volt Right. I don't think it
1: requires the same
0: voltage, is my understanding. All right. So BBS has declared bankruptcy again. You ever have negative money?
1: That's depressing, isn't it? You look
0: in your bank account, negative $10. That's how much I have now. Negative $10. <laughs> That means I don't even have no money now. <laughs> I wish I did. I wish I didn't have anything. I wish I just had nothing, but I have less than that. I don't have none. I have not 10. I, don't... I can't. I'm like, if it's free, I can't fucking afford it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I imagine the conversations are going on, are like going on over at BBS right now. Um, BBS coming up on fifty years has declared bankruptcy for the third time. Famous for their invention of three-paced racing wheels and crisscross, give me a, what do they call this? cross spoke pattern, basket, weave. otherwise known as basket weave. I know. Um, they, they're blaming its troubles on the coronavirus pandemic, which is okay, aren't we all? Uh, BBS stated it found itself in financial trouble due to the sudden omission of confirmed payments. That's in. <laughs> <laughs> I like that.
1: <laughs> Sudden omission of confirmed payments. That's
0: AKA, we're unable to collect on yeah. the money that we are owed.
1: I didn't realize they had been bankrupt twice before. Yeah,
0: this is not new territory of BBS, which has declared bankruptcy in 2007 as well, before being rescued by Belgium's Punch International, and, and then declared bankruptcy again in 2011 before being taken over by South Korea's Nice Corporation. So
1: they're literally owned by the Nice Corporation
0: right now? That's really nice. <laughs> that's super nice. Yeah, I wonder if they are being nice to the people that omitted their payments. <laughs> well, that's why they said, like, they didn't fail to pay them. They just omitted. Yeah, it's, well, it's... I understand that you can't pay. It's okay. We're Maybe really later, nice. just write me an IOU. Yeah. We'll take care of it. We're no nice. big deal. The market slowdown that came with the COVID-19 pandemic forced BBS to shutter both of its production plants, leading to the bankruptcy filing in the court in Rottweil, in Rottweil. Uh, being traceable, to current tough market environment in the automotive branch. BBS's situation deteriorated further to the corona lockdown, which led to a temporary shutdown of the production of both BBS plants, the company's statement read. However, the key message we want to deliver to you is that the BBS production keeps on running. The supply of all of our OE and aftermarket customers with BBS wheels is secured. Prior to the insolvency, BBS already in- initiated an extensive turnaround strategy for the whole company. This new strategy, based on BBS aftermarket wheels as focal point, will be continued under the guidance of the insolvency administrator. Hmm. Uh, So imagine that these dudes selling BBS wheels on online on eBay right now is like no tire kickers. I know what I've got. Yeah, I know.
1: I know what I got. These are. You know they don't make juice anymore. Yeah, this company's out of
0: business. They don't make these anymore. Yeah, they these, uh, yeah, these BBS RMs that need everything. The clear coat's peeling off in this. Uh, that crack, that crack <laughs> on the barrel, no problem.
1: I just sold my BBS CHRs today.
0: Why? You never even put them on the car. They were on the car once. Oh, the season. car's dead. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was mean. I'm uh, sorry. It <laughs> wasn't meant to be mean. Yeah. Oh, all right. So yeah. Well, those BBS is
0: gone. I think they'll, they'll be fine. Um, I don't know how this uh, affects BBS North America, especially the motorsports division. Those guys are kind of have this like self contained little world. So I'm assuming that they, there's only a couple guys that work there. I bet they were going in there (laughs) doing some things, building some wheels, you know, kind of putting some things together. I don't think it has the same impact as the OE suppliers where they're making thousands of wheels and stuff like that. That So fingers crossed for the guys at BBS. Motorsports in North America. Yeah.
1: So you want to hear a crazy stat, Chris? Yes. One in four cars on American roads are at least 16 years old okay, now. Okay, so
0: that we're saying 2004 and older. Yeah. yeah well, I'm too, I've got two cars that are 16 years or older. I've got the Caddy, and I've yeah. got my 911. Yeah, that's true. I actually have two as well. <laughs> yeah. Wait. You have one. C- C10. Oh, yeah. Well, that's half. Half. You have one and a half feet. Okay,
1: but half, and it's a 1964, so I think that still counts.
0: Yes, it definitely does. (laughs) What's the... So,
1: the average age of the American car has been heading north for some time now, and there are several reasons. In the mid-90s, 100,000 miles was basically like a ton of miles on a car, right? right? Well, now, you know, as we know, quality's been getting better, and... I would
0: completely disagree with that statement. I feel like things have gotten worse. They've gotten... So... You could get aside from Mercedes, right? Mercedes always
1: ran for a while.
0: Yeah, here's the thing though: is even something like a Volkswagen Golf or a Toyota, you know, or Honda Accord or something like that, a Camry, whatever it is, hundred thousand miles wasn't that wasn't a lot, right? You know, you could with the V sixes that they had in those or the V eight that they had in the in some of the Lexuses. There was reliable cars out there for sure. The thing is, is that the cars became worth so little oh. that they weren't worth maintaining. So then they got that a ton sense. of deferred maintenance, yeah. which I feel like that's, that's 100,000 right miles it. was, was things just, they weren't, the, the problem is, is, I think that the bodies got so bad, Yeah, right? On a lot of these vehicles, they'd see a hundred thousand miles and the thing was still running, but especially around here, Anything from the '90s that's (laughs) still around looks like holy hell. Right, and I think that's part of the problem that those cars didn't survive. Yeah,
1: so I think this is the uh, the oldest, as far as that stat is, how the oldest that cars have ever been currently.
0: Well, I think that's a cars are expensive. Right, but b there's the used car market is is difficult because you had the the early to the mid 2000s there was you know you had the the recession or whatever you want to call it and manufacturers pulled back and i think that's going to cause a problem again because manufacturers are pulling way back you thought the used car market was bad then in the next couple of years it's going to be really bad i read an article that said um audi isn't expecting sales to be to pre-covid levels till 2023 yep which is holy cow so we're gonna have low or middling car sales for the next Two years?
1: There's a whole nother factor to that that you didn't uh, think about is people who used to commute to their jobs are now all working from home. So they're not putting any miles on their car. And as a result, their vehicles are going to last longer and they may not feel the need to upgrade a car if they're one of these people that usually you know buys a new car every three years or something. Well, yeah, technically. If I mean, you're not a... driving it anymore, then yeah, it's going to go even
0: lower. I think a lot of people still buy cars because they want whatever is the newest. That's why they lease cars. Yeah. But I... Th- I think that the the misnomer that old cars are unreliable compared to new cars is I don't think that's true. The the new cars are so much more complicated. They give you more. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you've got more horsepower, you've got better fuel economy, they're quieter, they're comfortable. They're for the average person, a new car as a driving experience is way better than the eighties and nineties. Right. At the cost of direct injection, turbos, <laughs> extra systems, fiber optical wiring systems. Like you can't you can't begin to start diagnosing the electrical system on some of these new cars. It's not no. just like, oh, grab your voltmeter. We're going to see if this has, that's a ground or not. Beep. Okay, we're good. No, it doesn't <laughs> really work like that anymore. No. And I think that's kind of the, the problem with the newer cars too, is that they've become so much harder to maintain. Yeah. All right. So the Ford Bronco, um, there's a reason I want to bring this up. It's kind of funny, but then there's kind of a, okay. a bigger point that I have to this. Um, it has tires. Uh, I, I would hope so. It does have tires. However, the tires that are on it, are the Goodyear Wranglers.
1: Oh, Wrangler, like the Jeep Wrangler, its direct competitor. <laughs> right.
0: Uh, Motor1.com reported last week that the Goodyear Wrangler tires fitted to the new Bronco would have the logo and text turned around and on the inside sidewall because <laughs> Ford couldn't abide, possibly reminding people that a competitor to the Bronco exists. My question is, <laughs> how did this get passed the guys that design the car or, right. or like the buyer for, they're talking with Goodyear. Yeah. We want the Goodyear Wranglers. How many times did the guy <laughs> say Wrangler. Goodyear Wrangler? And Before how many times someone
1: was like, wait, you, we don't want to say Wrangler on this was, car. I it was
0: too late. Cause they'd already purchased 400,000 tires yeah. from Goodyear. But how many times was the word Wrangler audibly said <laughs> over the phone and conference calls and, and on zoom meetings, obviously <laughs> that someone didn't, The light bulb didn't go on in their head that maybe we shouldn't call it the Wrangler tire. Anyway, so I was thinking the other day, Mm -hmm. why does the Bronco matter? And because, you know, you constantly harp on that people don't care about cars, that they're just appliances, right? You think the majority of all of this is just appliances. Nobody gives a shit. Sure. The Bronco is 100% evidence that that's false Hmm. because we... It was this big hype, right? Yeah. And it was this big lead-up, which, in my opinion, was driven by the people that wanted it and the journalists. It wasn't really driven by Ford. I didn't feel like I had Ford shoving that thing down my throat. No, you're right. I feel like people were just, like, waiting in line at the water fountain, just thirsty. (laughs) Just like, come on, please, and... Every manufacturer, you'd go up and you'd hit that button at the water fountain and it would just like dribble out. And you're just like, you're putting your mouth (laughs) on it going, just like another Camry, Uh another Camry, another (laughs) for escape or another fill in the blank. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden this Bronco thing comes out and everybody's like, oh, my God, something that is uh, risky. Okay, this is a risk, especially if you think about the automotive climate today. Yeah, for sure. Especially if a lot of if you feel like a lot of people feel the way you do. Right. Well, it's just appliances. People don't care anymore. They just want to get from A to B. Self-driving cars are coming. Lo and behold, here comes the Bronco. And it's just like the thing jumped out of the phone booth and ripped its shirt open. And they're like, everybody's like, oh, my God, the hero is finally here. (laughs) Right. I mean, they're finally the the man we've been waiting for to save us from everything. And the Bronco's just standing like, yeah. I'm here. I I have no kryptonite. I am going to save everything <laughs>
1: except for the Dreep Wrangler and its tires.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying this why more than anything, more than what it's capable of. Your show
1: of, is you're you're saying this signifies that there is still enthusiasts there is still, in the market.
0: It's not even enthusiasts. It's, it's just it's people the, care. People care. They sure. want to drive something that means something and even if they don't do something with it, they want to know that it does and I've always harped on and on and on about that. The car is the number one way that a human being can define, other than shoes and what you wear, who you are. Mm-hmm. Because there's a different vehicle for every single facet of life. Suburbs are supposed to do this. Porsches, people that buy Porsches do this. People that want to buy a Bronco, they do this. People that buy Wranglers do this. And there's these different segments, right? Nobody markets a car as the car for everybody. It, it, it doesn't really exist that way. There's always some sort of like, this is a work truck, or this is your family-oriented vehicle. Or, There's always a a niche mm-hmm. for each brand. Each brand wants to try and find a niche. You can't be everything to everyone. And I think that the Bronco is a really good example of how you can still get people excited about a niche that is oriented towards fun and enthusiasm. That's right. all I'm saying, is people want, they still want to drive. They still want to be feel emotion and experience something and be excited about driving in the road and exploring and everything that the Bronco, I think, represents. I think that's really, really special. And I hope other manufacturers take note of how special that is that the Bronco made such a wave, yeah. not because of what it is as a vehicle, because of what it represents, which is a, the first time anybody's done a cannonball into the water in a long time. Yeah, I think that's true. All right, next article. What do we got?
1: (laughs) Well, Chris, sad news for Mitsubishi fans.
0: They are leaving the automotive market in uk and i was looking at what they sell here yeah it is so pathetic yeah it's it's, it's like a couple SUVs and yeah. like the mirage oh don't forget the eclipse cross tour or whatever the hell it is. it is so so bad
1: yeah i'm a great quitter it's one of the few things i do well
0: i come from a long line of quitters my father was a quitter my grandfather was a quitter i was raised to give up <laughs> and that's Mitsubishi in a nutshell. George yeah. Costanza. Mitsubishi is George Costanza. Think about right? all the
1: cool stuff they used to build.
0: I know. It, it, it's really, really sad. I mean, it's here's the thing. is You look at what Mitsubishi is doing right now, and then you look at what the Bronco is, and Mitsubishi, what they did is they went, they had the mentality that you did. They go, people don't want this stuff anymore. Yeah. They don't want it. They don't want a right. Evo. Actually, you're right. They don't want a Pajero. They don't want any of this cool stuff yeah. let's just make what they want make what we the think the <laughs> not even that it's absolutely abhorrent what they make these stupid suvs and, and the mirage it's it's anyway they made the wrong decision yeah what they should have done is go okay let's bring back the uh the every every brand out there has some sort of nameplate that they can bring back that's probably not around anymore maybe they could have been like you know what we're gonna make a gallant vr4 yeah. We're going to make a GLANT VR4 and it's going to be awesome. We're going to make a 3000 GT. Yes. It can have all wheel drive steering. Turbo technology is amazing. What can we do with a, a, a V6 turbo now that yeah. we, you know, we, well, all you could these different take things? It, and they ruined the Eclipse. They went from the original Eclipse in, uh, in the late, uh, in the early 90s was cool. And I think it shared like Plymouth, was it the Plymouth Laser? Yeah, it was the like DSM. The DSM stuff with the, I don't remember the engine code of it anymore. Uh, that was great. the 4B, uh, 4G63, 63,000, 4G 6, 63. 60, 60, 63, <laughs> 6 ET, I think is what it is, and great, you know, it was great, it kind of made them stand out, and the cars stood out, like the original Mitsubishi, not the, the second generation Mitsubishi Eclipse, with the wing, and the little, the little bump on the hood, right, yep, that was, yeah, I liked those, it was cool, and I remember seeing it as, I was, I, at the time, I guess I was 12, 13 years old, 14, right. whatever it was, and going, wow that thing looks fast it did it looks fast yeah and then the next generation came out and had a it, v6 yeah and the taillights turned into like altezza taillights yes a lot of the japanese manufacturers and i think mercury did it too with some of their things they went yeah. to the, the chrome the, the and chrome, chrome with the red in it yeah. and stuff like that oh, so bad they just all and, and people didn't like it people didn't like what they were doing yeah. they didn't like the direction things were going and they went i quit I'm not buying that. I'm not buying the Eclipse. I'm not buying... They bought the Evo, right? A lot of people yeah. bought the Evo. But then they went, you know what? We're going to try and get ahead of this. People don't want cool cars anymore. So we're going to try and make cars that we think people are going to want, which is just uh, being a bot and driving to the grocery <laughs> store and being a bot and picking your kids up and, and or being a bot and driving to your cubicle job. What they don't realize is people want to take that vehicle... And they want to explore away from the things that makes them feel like robots or, right. or mice in a maze or they want to escape from that cubicle of their job or they want to take their family away from whatever it is, the, the routine of their life. And cars are the number one way to do this. Nothing offers you freedom to get away from the bullshit in your life better <laughs> than a car. Because you can do it right now. Yeah. Right now. Coronavirus or not. Doesn't matter, you can get in your car unless it's at the body shop. You can get you can get your <laughs> You can get in your car and you can go right now. You can leave. Nothing else does that for you. Nothing. That's true. And you can go wherever you want to go. You could say you could do that on you, know, you could buy a train ticket. Yeah, but you gotta go. Like, wherever the train goes. Or you can buy a Greyhound ticket. I'm like, yeah, but you have to like sit with people that you don't like that might smell bad and touch your elbow. Like, you don't want to <laughs> deal with any of that type of stuff. You
1: Chris's think, biggest fear is someone touching his elbow. Oh, God,
0: on that Greyhound bus. Like, <laughs> just that. Or on the plane, yeah. you're sitting there, and you oh, have an armrest, yeah. and all of a sudden you feel like their arm hair touch your arm hair. I know. Uh, no. No. Yep. Or you notice something touching you and it's like somebody's foot behind you. That's mm-hmm. that's, that's oh, even yeah. works. So it's the Bronco is the opposite marketing plan of that Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi <laughs> um so they they're uh, they're pulling out of the UK that's basically the story right. yeah um, they're they're abruptly with- like like yeah, gone. so
1: their alliance with Renault and Nissan and basically with the whole economy tanking, they were basically forced to cut costs. And so what they did is they announced they had no choice but to focus on core markets rather than markets that aren't doing well, like the UK. So they abruptly pulled out and came as a, quote, shock to their entire dealer network. They didn't have any heads up on
0: this. Who cares? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody in, in the England right now, and our England listeners can let me know, if they're sad that Mitsubishi <laughs> isn't selling these husks of a these total uh whitewashed cars yeah there's there's no risk at all people want to make statements with things they want people who do you want to be friends with Let me put it this way: the people you want to be friends with are interesting people. Mm -hmm. They have stories to tell. They can make you laugh. They do risky things that makes that. (laughs) You're not going to have any interesting stories in your life or anything to tell anyone else unless you do risky things. Uh And when you buy something, you don't want to buy something that was no risk taken being counter purchased. I mean there's people out there that are maybe like accountants that are just like and they're fine the in their little Mitsubishi. And- yeah, they're like fine in their little Mitsubishi Mirage and their and their uh little Bose Sound stereo that they've got at home hanging above their sink from the counter and they're just sitting there with their <laughs> toaster oven making pizza pockets before they watch, you know, whatever show on Netflix that they're gonna watch and they're gonna do exactly the same thing the next day. But I think most people are looking for an escape from all that, especially now. And that's why the Bronco is so important. I like it. All right. So that's it for this week. On Monday, we are going to talk about um, my new caddy. We're going to talk about the progress of my Porsche. We're going to talk about me hanging out with Alex a little bit. We're going to talk about Jake starting shit on fire and his trip to Road America. I went to Road America.
1: We'll do a recap on that, the vintage race weekend, and also how my car almost started on
0: fire. Yes. All right. Subscribe, guys. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review. If you could, please do that. Also, head over to patreon.com slash overcast. We really appreciate it. We will see you guys on Monday. Take care.